welcome to talc teaching and learning consultation skills this is the talc talks podcast helping everyone who sees patients to improve their consultation skills to get better outcomes and this approach can even increase your job satisfaction I'm Avril Danchak, GP and primary care medical educator from Manchester. I'm joined today by Anne. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Anne Thomas. I'm a GP in Manchester and a primary care medical educator also in Manchester. Thank you, Anne. This podcast is part of the module called TALC, Skills for Effective Explanations and Planning Care. It's mainly about the chapter called Why are Effective Summarising Skills the Engine of the Consultation? Now, during active listening, skilled communicators will often provide a sort of paraphrase, expressing the meaning of something using different words to achieve greater clarity. But this does not mean repeating everything the patient says, which we call parroting. Parenting soon becomes very wearisome to the patient and wastes a lot of time. That's when you just repeat exactly what they've said back to them. Skills such as echoing a few words or mentioning a few keywords, reflecting back, or interpreting the emotional content of what the patient skills are active listening skills using a paraphrasing approach. However, summarising is really different to this kind of active listening. And I thought, Anne, could you begin by explaining how a summary is different to the kind of active listening skills that I've just mentioned? Yeah, so a summary is different. They A summary is best used um, at the end of one whole section of the consultation, And what it does is it brings together the key factual information and the key effects on the person and their feelings. So summarising is a useful skill because it provides a sort of receipt to the patient. It demonstrates that what they said has been heard, but also it's been understood. So summarising acts as a punctuation point in the consultation too. A summary is usually followed then by a linking statement explaining then what's going to happen next in the consultation something like now I'd like to examine you and then that's really helpful it it sounds like a summary is a kind of statement that pulls everything together concisely into a neat package that's kind of easy for everyone to remember both parties sounds like a bit like a new newspaper headline in a way I'm going to give you an example of a less effective summary that is really just illustrating what happens if you just repeat what the patient said. So you sometimes hear people saying things like this. Right, so Mr Smith, you've come about this odd odd chest pain which came on at the gym when you were using the treadmill. You also get pain on the stairs at your office where you work as a financial controller and on hills and it radiates to your left arm sometimes. It goes away at rest and the gym have said you can't go there unless you have a letter from me giving permission to carry on with the gym. You're not breathless, you don't get any swelling of your legs and you've got a family history of heart disease in that your dad age 58 died age 58 from a heart attack. Is it all right with you if I ask a couple more questions to fill in the background which will help me to assess things more fully? And that's not really a summary is it? Could you talk us through what would be a better summary and how to do that? Yeah, you're right, Avril, it's not really a summary and it takes a lot of time, doesn't it? So something you want something more succinct. So maybe something. So, Mr. Smith, this chest pain is quite significant, especially in view of the death of your dad at such a young age. And before I examine you, 
which is a linking statement. Can I just check whether you smoke? The latter version, as you can tell, is much more succinct. And what we're looking for, what it includes is references to the emotional significance of the issue. He's brought this issue of his father. You've included that in that you've recognised and understood that this seems like an important issue to him. And then at the end, you have a linking statement and that moves the consultant, sorry, the consultation forward. So, I mean, this can be reinforced further with a quick check. So the other thing you want to know is whether you've got everything right, which is the other benefit of the summary. So saying something along the lines of, so before I examine you, to sum up, you have this chest pain. It's especially worrying because of your father. Have I got that right? I really like that that quick check with the patient um, because that, again, just gets you to the same point, doesn't it? And if you've reached the same point in the consultation, you can move forwards together. Um, what happens if you miss out the feelings part, though, Anne? I mean, is it really so crucial to be talking about the patient's perspective and the patient's feelings, especially when some guy's got really bad chest pain, sounds like he's got ischemic heart disease. Does his feelings matter? Yeah. Yes, on, on a couple of levels. I mean, I think in terms of the summary, um, if you say something like, so Mr. Smith, this chest pain is likely to be quite significant before I examine you, can I check X, Y or Z? Whilst that's succinct, it's concise, it's possible then that the patient feels that you don't understand the significance to him and maybe will come back to you and say, well, I do think it's significant. I get it on the stairs at the office when I'm walking, something must be happening. And I think that sort of indicates that the, the patient is then repeating information that you've already gained, that the clinician already knows here. But common reasons for repetition is that the if you don't summarise the facts effectively or you fail to feed back to the patient that you understand their feelings around the situation, that they want to reinforce that and, and get you to understand. And I think if this doesn't happen, then this repetition can occur and Obviously, that's wasting time and, it, and you're losing a bit of structure in, in your consultation. Um, so attending to both of those things and acknowledging them is, is so important here. Thank you. So facts and feelings uh, and a succinct summing up can that really shows how it can be the engine of the consultation, helping things to move forwards because the patient knows that they've been properly heard and they're ready to move on. I think that thing about repetition is really fascinating, actually, because we often hear patients saying the same things over and over again, uh, even when the doctor's saying, yeah, I, I know your tummy hurts or I know that your wrist is painful or I know that you're worried about this out of the other. And nearly always it's because the underlying feelings haven't been properly um, acknowledged. So we have to remember to, to acknowledge the thoughts and the facts as well as the feelings and the effects. So how do we approach teaching and learning summarising skills? So in a group, um, it's helpful to start by exploring the group's understanding of the term summary and how that they think that the concept relates to their consultation skills. Exploring, do they use summaries in consultations? Really having a good think about what they feel the benefits of summaries might be or what they found and focusing on how it helps them and also how it helps their patients. Um, we've done an exercise where we ask one member of the group to volunteer to have a conversation with an educator um, 
to talk about um, something that they can talk about at length, like a holiday, um, and then demonstrating ineffective and effective summaries afterwards. And there's a suitable exercise in the written material that comes with this podcast. Thank you. I think this is the kind of thing they can take further with a skills rehearsal as well, isn't it? Uh, arranging people into small groups with speaker, listener and observer. Perhaps the speaker describes a recent event or, or something that they can talk about very easily in their own experience. And then the listener practices making succinct summaries that are a bit like headlines in a newspaper. And the observers can use a checklist to guide their feedback. And as you said before, there are some written resources in the written support to this podcast, which um, covers all this idea. Gavel, do you have suggestions of how to reinforce the learning and ensure that we know that we put in our points across in these teaching sessions? Yeah, I, I think there are some very good methods for doing this, which both reinforce learning and actually help the educator to evaluate the session. Now, on their own, I would ask the participants to write down their key learning points on a piece of paper and actually write them, just thinking about it by themselves. And then sharing these in groups of two or maybe groups of three or four um, and so that they share their learning points amongst themselves then you can debrief that by saying to each group you know what are your learning points and writing them down and keep going until you get no new themes emerging Uh, and that helps the people learning to appreciate some nuanced points they might not have thought of themselves and actually writing down and discussing what you've learned reinforces it And the other thing you can do is sort of do a brainstorm and say, well, let's think about suggestions for linking statements in the consultation. I mean, you used one, which was something like, before I go on to examine you, can I do this? Uh, But you could have other ones like, now that I've examined you, I want to do that, or I'm going to examine you, and then we're going to discuss what this all means, or now that we've discussed what it means, we're going to discuss how we might move forward and what we're going to do to help you next. I think the other thing to reinforce the learning comes at the next educational session. You know, briefly ask how things went when better summarising was used. If people have had success, praise that and reinforce it. And if somebody says, oh, I got I got stuck because this happened or what that happened, you can often ask other members of the group whether they've experienced that problem and what they did about it. And, and they will often have useful suggestions. They'll say, yeah, that happened to me and this is what I did. Or they'll say, no, that didn't happen to me because I did that. Uh, And that peer-to-peer learning can be very helpful as well. So I think we've covered quite a bit about what a summary really is and how it needs to have facts and feelings in it, how to be succinct, and also some ideas about how to teach and learn this very important skill. There are materials to support this in writing uh, in this module. And this explanation and planning module does cover a lot of other skills which are useful. There are many chapters, but some of the ones just to headline are, why is it sometimes so difficult to break good news? What is WDYWDYKWTD? In other words, skills for discussing uncertainty. And do non-clinical problems take up a lot of your clinic time? This podcast was brought to you by NHS Professional Educators, making training available to all.